What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Drinks and Dogs. This is episode 38. 38. Uh, there we go. <laughs> For all of our uh, Spanish-speaking uh, listeners here, Jenny has to clarify the number. <laughs> um, what is up, brother? How are you doing? Oh, man. Another day in paradise, man. Another mm. day in paradise. Got my Te- cappuccino. Technically, people would people call like Florida paradise because like the, you know like everyone's like when you live by the beach or you're like you live in like in a a coastal area they're like oh it must be nice living in paradise or whatever like that or like they people say that about California I'm like bro I live in the woods but I mean it is paradise but still like you know it's you know a lot of people say it about Florida um I've lived in Florida since jeez like 2003 i moved to the tampa bay area in 2005 so i've been in this region of florida since 2005 you know i've lived in the city of tampa i've lived all throughout hillsborough county now i live about an hour north of tampa um when i was younger and i was you know i was shirtless at the beach every day you (laughs) know laundry katie Dude, it was, I was living that Florida, you know, in my late twenties and thirties, like I was, I was maximizing what Florida had to offer. Now I'm the guy who wears long sleeves and a big old hat and covers up everything. And I hate the beach and I'm sick of the heat. And I'm one of the only like New Yorkers that I've met or Northerners that I've met who misses it. Like everyone else is like, I'd never go back. And I'm like, outside of some other reasons that I'm not going to, we're not going to get into on this show. I won't ever own property in the state of New York. Um, But I miss the climate. Like I miss winter. I miss fall. That's why I'm so looking forward to our upcoming trial because it's like, I get to go because it's in my backyard. It's in, I mean, I'm very familiar with where Tom is. And, you know, that's, that's my old stomping grounds, man. I was born and raised there. And for me, this will be the first fall that I have seen, dude, in like 20 years. Oh, shoot. You didn't, did you go out? For some reason, I thought you went. 20 years. I thought you went to Bob's around that time last year, right? Yeah. He's not over there, though. No, well, he's out in Western New York, but that's summertime. I've been to New York in the summer. Which is still beautiful. I mean, yeah. I used to go back every summer, but I haven't seen a fall. Like I haven't been back for like October, September, October, and in New York, September and October are very different than oh. every other month of the year. The leaves start changing, and man, if you're an outdoors person, it now to me that's paradise. That's yeah. paradise. Uh, zero humidity light breeze 60 some degrees it, it's just maybe in the high 50s which i don't mind um, yeah. it's just gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous so i'm very excited about our first east coast trial because i i get to see fall that'd be pretty cool you know who uh just is not aware of where tom lives geographically or where this next trial is that's gonna be me as you uh, pointed out via text message, 
I thought so for some of you guys you know I know what we're talking about why Katie's laughing at me um we do this we're starting this other uh, another canine street league uh, thing called canine sl live and I recently uh, had uh, Matt Rogers canine Matt on Instagram great episode uh, by the way great episode <laughs> they, they and then freaking uh so we're talking about it and Matt goes yeah he's like yes you're gonna be out here in buffalo or something like that doing like the trial and like me not knowing where the hell anything is in new york you know right i was like oh he's from the east coast he must know exactly what he's talking about like where he's at and i was like yeah yeah for sure we're gonna be there then katie i think you like you text me like we're gonna go in buffalo like tom's is like hours away i was like well that's my first i forgot when i responded and i was like well i'm just geographically like retarded or something like that i don't know where yeah, it's to clarify is. it's not in buffalo people it's not it's going to be five hours uh <laughs> east of that in the greater capital district area of, of of albany that would be like someone going to like los angeles and saying they're going to come see me or something like that because it's the same difference in time yeah pretty big that was a great episode that i listened to that the other day i was on my way home from a birthday party and um I said, you know, I saw that was up. I heard you'd gotten Matt on the, and I've been, you know, you, you and I have talked, like I've been wanting to get Matt on one of these shows forever. Yeah. So when I saw that you did, I was like, oh, pop that on the phone. I'm driving and listening to him ripping on me. And <laughs> it was a great show though. It was a really good show. We got to get him on drinks and dogs now. And freaking once I can get this, uh, I have this whole new setup. I want to start doing with uh, Canon SL Live now that I've kind of experimented with it. But there's some stuff that I think, you know, I think, well, it'll be really funny to have you and Matt on there since you're like, what he said, he's like, you're his separator with seventh generation separated. Estranged uncle. uncle three times removed. Yeah, yeah. Matt is, <laughs> Matt's a really cool dude. Like, to, you know, as much crap, legitimate crap that I have to say about the internet as a whole and how it's absolutely destroying humanity. Uh, it, it is i mean we're not going to go down that rabbit hole but anyone who wants to debate that like i go go for it i'll win um the cool part of it is dude the people i have met because of not just the internet but social media in particular yeah. instagram that's why i'm a very big instagram guy like facebook is an evil necessity but like y'all know i love instagram dude i met you I met yeah. you because of Instagram. Yeah. Um, Matt and I had just kind of interacted the same way. You know, I shared some of his stuff and we just kind of started exchanging stuff, you know, commentary here and there. Next thing you know, we've talked on the phone a couple of times. Um, he's been very supportive of what I do. Very supportive. Um, and, as I am of what he does. And I was traveling up north for another one of my summer trips a couple years ago and I hit him up. I'm like, dude, I'm coming through where you at. And he was, he was training. Um, and I went and observed and hung out at his training club for a little bit. And then afterwards we went out and broke bread for a little bit. I think we went to like an Applebee's and like just him and I, and within an hour, I'm like, Oh dude, like when are we going to do this again? Like he nice. was pressed for time. I had to get to a client's house and I'm like, this isn't like, we gotta, 
We got to chill, man. He is a cool human being. I, I like that guy a lot. I got I got a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, super, I mean, and it's cool. I mean, I, I like, I like talking to people like, you know, who are just like, you know, just very transparent and honest and like just very clear of who they are. And not even just the, not even just the fact, you know, that Matt you know, obviously is an extremely like intelligent dog man and, you know, a stand up dude, but like just when you talk to somebody, you know, it's not like, it's not a facade. It's not like, you know, being, you know, fake or like, he's, he, me and Kitty, you know, I both know, especially with, social media and like some and sometimes with our platforms you know people can be a little funny you know very smiley to your face and then behind your back do certain things or act a certain way but you know the one thing i've really uh you know respected uh about matt um besides like obviously his, his training skills and all the stuff that he uh they possess that was just like him as a person you know the conversations i've had with him online and the you know just text messages and even some of the short ones we've had on the phone and even the 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 canon sl live thing you know was very straightforward very you know you know very just real in that sense so i was like you know it's goes it i thought when we were when we were talking i'm like oh man i gotta have you on uh we'll do a late night version of drinks and dogs uh so matt can pull out the hennessy and we can we can have all three of us on that one um but that was really cool so shout out to matt rogers and that whole crew out there they're actually um they're all trialing this i'm not sure when this episode is going to come out but this weekend they're all trialing for the appda mm -hmm. uh, which i learned i learned a little more about on that show and it was re really cool to hear because i mean it sounds like kind of very similar goals um and yeah. dogs that we have with street league yep you know i think something that's worth mentioning is you know, here we are. We're, we're we're talking about Matt, and as much as I want to break, I want to break his balls because he broke mine so hard in the last show. You know, we've been we just spent the last five minutes being very complimentary to him. So, Matt, I'll get you back sooner or later. Um, <laughs> but there's something there's something to that that's worth met talking about, and that is you know, folks who are who watch the show, who are watching this episode, especially if they're you know, a dog trainer or they're a, uh, a competitive handler, if they're involved in our culture, it's, it's a known thing. It's very commonly complained about that. It's, you know, all, there's a lot of shady characters in the world of dogs. And I'm like, you know, there's shady characters everywhere. You know, yep. it is what it is, but you know, in the world of dogs, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of bad stuff. There's a lot of bad people. There's a lot of shady people. There's a lot of weak, insecure people with crazy alternative agendas and blah, blah, blah. When you're, I, I don't really deal. I don't have to deal with that anymore. Meaning like, I don't, typically have undesirable encounters, undesirable relationships or toxic stuff in the dog world. And the reason why, and this is why I'm, I'm saying this to maybe someone can reflect on this and think about it is you're going to meet people through this common activity. Okay. You know, you show up to a club, to a trial, whatever seminars, you meet people. And obviously you got dogs in common. The key to avoiding the bullshit is not associating with people who dogs is the only thing you have in common. Yeah. And when you, you know, bringing up talking about Matt, it instantly, you know, I'm thinking about when I actually got to sit and hang out with him. 
And within 30 minutes, him and I were talking about some pretty deep shit. Like it got deep fast, like real fast. And we were both comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you there, buddy. Um, <laughs> and, and we were both cool with it. And we went down some rabbit holes. And you know what? None of it had to do with dogs. We did not talk about dogs at all all we talked about some heavy life stuff and some shared personal experiences and learned about one another um he learned a lot about me because like my past you wouldn't necessarily know places i've been you wouldn't by looking at me now and stereotyping me you'd have no idea of my background none and you know we unpacked some of that and we realized we had a lot of overlap um something i, I learned from one of my mentors justin garcia um, when talking about alliances and friendships and the concept of tribe, you know, there's overlap and there's offset. Offset is the stuff that, you know, you don't have in common. It might even be antagonistic. Overlap, obviously, is the opposite. Things you have in common. Well, we found out we had a lot of overlap that had nothing to do with dogs. And and folks, like, that's that's how you navigate life and if we're you know we can compartmentalize it right now and just talk about life in the world of dogs you know who are you hanging out with who are you talking to who are you associating with and if if you didn't have a dog or you weren't into dogs would you still hang out with them would you still associate with them are they the kind of human being that you would be around and that's huge Yep. It's great to have this overlap thing that brings you into contact with people, but think of it as it's merely a gateway. It's merely an opportunity to, to shake hands and meet. Now, once that meeting is done, you're not obligated to be friends with anybody. Like it's a shame. I have to say that, but I mean, I think I do. If you surround yourself by people that in the dog world who you would still hang out with, if you didn't have dogs, and dogs was not a part of it, well, it'll take a more natural course. Like I would be, I would hang out with Matt anytime. Dogs or no dogs. And and that's so key because that it keeps you from getting burnt. Now you might have some issues with that. Some people have issues with setting boundaries and, and picking appro appropriate friends to begin with. Well, those people are screwed <laughs> to begin. Like you got to fix that machine first. But Realizing that it's more than dogs. And if you wouldn't hang out with that person outside of dogs, then don't hang out with them inside of dogs. That Ooh, could be taken out of context. Whoa. There's going to be a disclaimer thing that pops up on. <laughs> like, let's watch it. G will probably innocently crop that one and put that up as a reel. And I'll have to send a message. G, take that down. It could be taken out of context. Oh, that was a good one. Oh man. Um. So, bring actually, Katie, you brought. He's only drinking coffee, folks. It's coffee. Uh, <laughs> Still sober. Oh man. So you, you actually. So I don't know if you know. I mean, I, I we've never talked about this, but I never talk dogs with with people. Like, I like I I've never like the moment and then like especially well, I mean it depends like if you're like you know clients obviously you know stuff like that within the business people that I have to talk dogs about dog talk dogs about or if it just um comes up in natural conversation i'll do that but i like purposely i'll purposely just not talk about dogs or avoid the conversation about dogs if i'm having conversation with like 
like for example like you and i you know, unless it comes up naturally, we don't really ever really talk we about. We never dogs. talk about dogs. We never. Yeah, talk about dogs. <laughs> yeah, like never happens. Like you know, like you know, another good friend of of ours. You know, a mutual friend is you know Matt Wilson. You know, me and Matt. You know, we never really talk about dogs. I mean, we talk about like you know funny stories. Like his, we'll send like you know videos of like one of my guys getting nuked or some like or one of the one of my dogs you know going through this like just funny stuff like that, but nothing in particular to dogs. And it's just one of those things because, like, you, if, like you said, it's like that's the only thing we have in common. Like, it's going to be really boring, you know? <laughs> like, you know, that's just going to be what's going to happen. And then a lot of the times, the, the practicing of how you practice with dogs are different. So it can kind of become, you know, weird. But, like, that's why, like, I never really talk to dogs, especially if I'm like, if this is like, okay, like, we're going to be, bre- you know, buddies or friends or whatever it may be. Like, you know, there has to be something more than that, you know, in order to kind of have a relationship because the, you know, the rest of my life is essentially, training dogs talking to clients about dogs like with my friends like i don't even talk about dogs i just want to talk to my friends about you know normal life stuff and not just have that if you just have that that one common denominator it's just gonna get and then like you said too you don't know who could be you know it could be a, a fishy relationship too especially when it's just purely about that especially in the industry or when you're professional at it, at it. it's I think now that takes us to what is a friend and you know, I'll be shit. I think I'll be 46 this year. I'm getting to the point dude, where I got to like do math to figure out how old I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm not 70 years old though. Contrary to what some people say. Um, <laughs> I'm at a point where I take that word really seriously. And probably i mean more seriously than some and maybe even more seriously than i need to but i you know it's maybe for a lack of alternative words you know like i have a lot of acquaintances and that's how i look at it. i have alliances with people doesn't mean we're friends we have some type of overlap that has built the foundation of some type of an alliance and the terms of that alliance don't necessarily have to involve the intimacy of friendship. And I I don't use that word lightly. And the older I get, like, dude, the amount of people I have just quietly cut out of my life as I identified the offset in the alliance, the offset in the friendship. And I started to say, you know what? That actually, I'm not with that anymore. And I've had this happen numerous times where, you know, you have a a group of friends, associates, and everyone knows each other. And I've one by one kind of like let it go with certain members of the group. And then I've had, you know, a certain person who's a constant there go, oh, well, you got a problem with so-and-so? You don't talk to them anymore? I'm like, actually, no. I have zero problem with them. I wish them no ill will. If I see them, I'll shake their hand, ask them how they're doing. It isn't a negative thing. It's just the path that they're on, the offset is so significant that I, and my path is so the other direction. I just don't care to, I don't care to maintain that. I I don't care to, maintain that alliance anymore like it needs to just i respect the expiration date 
another Justin Garcia uh, <laughs> vernacular he taught me. Um, you know, I just it's it's time to go. It doesn't mean I wish you bad. It doesn't mean I have a problem with you. It doesn't mean there's beef. It just means hey, you're doing your thing, and I'm actually I'm not with that thing. And it doesn't hurt me. Doesn't hurt anybody else. So more power to you. But th- but that's that's not what I'm about. And I think a lot of people get hung up and you go to a seminar, you go to a trial, you meet somebody, you got dogs in common, you shake hands, you like each other's posts on Facebook, Instagram. And then six months later, you're complaining about how they burned you. And it's like, but they were, were they really your friend? Yeah. Like what made them your friend? What was the definition defining moment that would make you make that person your friend or do you know their kids' names? Do you know? Do they know your kids' name? Do they know your weaknesses, or do they address your weaknesses and help you become stronger? Like, do you share any type of of challenge that you've overcome together? Like, like what the what? Um, yeah. And and to me, friendship is like you said. You and I, we rarely talk dogs. However, we have talked dogs, and when we do. It's different. It's fun. It's fulfilling. Like I if we haven't done it in a while, but like we've had conversations where I've just been enthralled with asking you questions about what you do with a dog. Or, you know, yeah. you and I've talked about Elmo a couple times because he's a freaking weirdo. Like I when I do talk to a friend like you that I respect in the dog world and outside of the dog world, like it, it's a different type of conversation. It's yeah. it's it's very fulfilling. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to learn at that point because I, I want to hear what you do that's different or let me share this thought with you and tell me what you think and, and stuff like that. No, yeah, it's a different, I mean, like, it's just a different conversation because it's like, it's, again, it's like more so like on like that, that friend level or like, you know, just having like, because res- once you build like for like my, for example, like what my friends, right, like the people that I would consider friends, I don't have too many um what you know most people think i do but i think a lot of it is one you know when we talk about dogs like you and i because we have like a a built respect for each other whether it be by the work stuff we're going on or the relationship that we built together with our friendship right so like that's like one that's one of the reasons why like i think like those conversations are always like you know they're fun they're fulfilling we can take away because of that you know mutual respect or understanding of you know because like when we talk about like like beginning of this how's your day going like you know oh crap we've done all this leading up to it so knowing where the time displacement comes how you have time to do this stuff like that it builds to those things um and like you know i think like the i the what you're saying like the term friend i feel like the definition of it i mean the definition of everything is individual and perspective most for mostly right for per person but the definition of like a friend for some people, like ever, some people have a bunch of friends, but you know, they're not really friends. Right. And then, you know, let's even go and just go do a little bit deeper into it, you know, because we mainly when we on drinks and dogs, we've been on this like kick of like helping people with like their businesses and learn and like go from there. But, and I think I like the term you said, expiration date. Is it like in the beginning when I first started training dogs, like professionally, you know, taking money uh, for it, you know, I had a larger group of friends or, you know, quote unquote friends, as I progressed through my journey of uh, running a business, becoming a better dog trainer, doing all these things that a lot of expiration dates came up, (laughs) came up (laughs) and they came up abruptly and quickly, whether it was something to where there was no 
you know, like you said, there's no beef, no problem. You kind of just go your separate ways. And it wasn't even in the sense, it's not even in the sense of like, oh, you're doing this and it doesn't really mesh well with what I'm doing or like our thoughts are the same. It's just when you start a business and, you know, you're have, not even just a business where it's like a, a business where you're purchasing product or selling a product or any of those things, a business that's an actual craft, like where you have to invest time, not only on the actual business part of it, but the craft aspect of your business, like training, working with dogs, you're working with live animals, your life becomes consumed differently, right? Like your, your life is consumed with work because now it's not only you're managing the business, but you're managing the craft and you're getting better at it and you're taking care of animals and everything. So your responsibilities uh, become a lot more, a lot, a little bit different as you grow in business. And one of the things I've always looked at as like, you know, for friends or one, you know, where, you know, friendships are being made is like, you know, is this going to be like a, is this another weight to carry? Or is this something that's going to absorb bandwidth? Or is this, you know, someone that I can actually talk in? Like, it can be a fulfilling conversation. It can be a fun conversation. It can be something where there's no weight displacement. There's no addition to the, the, the table, not in addition to the table, but addition to the weight that you're already, you know, carrying. And to me, like, that's a big thing, right? Like, is this going to be a distraction? Is this going to be something to where, like, you know, someone's going to be, I don't want to say like, you know, more of a weight than a, an additive, like as, a, as like a fun relieving friend type of a thing. And is this person going to absorb bandwidth? Cause in, in the beginning, I think like, a like in the beginning, when you're going through business, when you're doing your business, your main, and even now, like a lot of my, a lot of my day to day, my work is it's highly focused. So I have like zero time for like any additional, like meaningless conversations or, someone to throw more stuff on me like it's just not there like and I wouldn't do that to anybody else either so like you know for me like when I, my definition of a friend is somewhere like oh, okay it's a fun conversation it doesn't feel like it's work I don't need another job like you know all, all the friendships and any relationship really you know it's it you know it's quote-unquote work because you have to like you know be attentive to certain things and empathetic you know all those other stuff like that but like it's something that's that's a different feeling to it than someone who's just going to be laborious in conversation and is always like either the pity party or demanding of energy. Whereas, whereas like, you know, I talk to you, you know, now we, I think we like, we text a little more now, but like, you know, we'll have like a cool five, 10 minute conversation before five or 10 minutes after I'd rather have a great week, check in here and there and then, and then see you. And then, you know, see you next week. And, you know, that's a, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a friend, it's a friendship and we talk and do those things, but we're not like up each other's butt all the time. Like some people are and like, that's kind of what happened when as I was growing in this industry is like, dude, I had to kind of like, you know, punch some expiration tickets just because uh, my focus is here. And I think that's something that most new dog trainers, new business owners coming into the, coming into like the world of running and owning a dog training business will start to see too. Cause I see, I get a lot of questions about that. It's like, well, I started my company and now like, I don't know, my friend group's not, you know, as big as it was or all those other things. Like, you know, can't tell, like, you know, the, the common, the common thing is like, my friends always tell me I need balance and like, you know, in, in my life, I'm like, no, you don't. you need balance. Once you get to the part where you want to go, like, that's fine. I was like, but if they're just saying you need balance is because you're not showing them attention. That's selfishly them saying that not saying you need balance in your life. They're just saying they probably miss you or whatever. And they want you to be like around more. But if you're out there trying to establish your own stuff and get there, you know, you need to pick your friends uh, wisely because you can, uh, picking the wrong friends you can either never accomplish the goals that 
you're setting out setting out to do or be drastically delayed um in that thing too so i think that's an important i guess topic or segue into that yeah well a good friend will recognize where you're at no matter where that is so when you need space they'll recognize that you need that space and they won't get in the way of it if you need a foot in the ass Yep. They're there, they're there to give it. And I think that's an important component missing from a lot of people's relationships that they have with others is, you know, a friend doesn't watch you screw up and cheer you on while you do it. And people get that confused with support. Yeah. Right? Like I can support you. Doesn't mean I agree with you. I'm going to tell you, I think, if I think you're making a mistake, if I think you're effing up, I'm going to tell you, hey, man, I think that's a mistake. I think you're dropping the ball right there. Now, I'll support you in helping you fix it. I'll support you everywhere else. But, like, it's my job to tell you you're screwing up. And... If you have friends, if you have friends, air quotes, who never tell you when you're screwing up, you don't have friends because there's no way you're not screwing up somewhere. Like yeah. who's perfect? Who's perfect? And I, now I, I realize, you know, I'm currently surrounded by individuals who are very um, intense. And like, I don't get any slack, none. If if I misstep, the first people to let me know I misstepped are my friends. It's also why I'm kind of weird about the word brother. And I oh. realize culturally, I realize culturally a lot of people use that word. And I don't have a problem if people use it with me. Just don't get pissed off and butthurt if I don't use it back. And I get it, you know, I maybe take it more seriously than others. It is what it is. But like, if I use that word with you, it means something because I'm an only child. Didn't grow up with very many friends, didn't grow up with very many, you know, didn't have any uh, genetic siblings. So for me, like if I use that word, it's a big deal. I don't just throw it around willy nilly. And to the point where, you know, there are some people in my life, count on like one hand and only like two fingers, who I'll use that word and like, I mean it. Like, I mean it. Like, they're my my brother. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's as closest I've ever had. And it that's a level of friendship that is like, it's as high as it goes. And because I've had the the privilege of that experience and having relationships with other men that is that powerful it sets the bar really high and what ends up happening is when you get a couple really good fu truly functional relationships in your life like that you start looking at all the other relationships you got around mm -hmm. and it makes it a lot easier to kind of let those go because the bar is so high that you start kind of like, why would I hang out with you? Yeah. Like, wow. Like, no, we got we, we got too much offset. 
Like you don't ever call me out. You you just yes me to death or you always put me down and you never build me like because it's a it's a balance. It's like, you know, it's one thing to call people out on their screw ups. It's another to be a hater and like yeah. be jealous and be spiteful and hide it in the friendship. And it's like, no, nah, man, you actually don't respect me. You're actually throwing salt right now. You're throwing salt. And the minute you throw salt at me, it's you're not going to hit me in the face with it again. You can hit me in the back of the head with it because I'm going to turn and walk away. And then pretty soon you'll be just throwing salt at a shadow. Ooh, throwing salt at the shadow. <laughs> I think that could be something, right? Like, because I'm just not going to be there. Yeah. I don't need that in my life. I think like that's something too. I mean, I think like the, I don't know, I hate using that term, but just like the balance in a friendship, right? Like understanding, like you said, someone who's not always going to, yes, you to death and like constantly be like you know quote unquote you know because they might be thinking they're doing the what's they might be thinking they're doing what's best right they might be thinking like oh i'm being supportive you know this like that and they could just be like reinforcing negative behavior <laughs> they could be doing that but they have the best intentions yeah, but I've, I've seen this a lot too uh in the other like i've seen this like in my own personal life is that where you see people who are like like, for example, like with uh, the position that I'm in or I've been in for a little bit is, you know, you kind of become like, you know, the like the boss or like, you know, I hate like, you know, like the leader of the thing. So I know where you're always, going with this. Right. So like people always kind of feel like they have to either like they got to be the one that has to come in and just point out some form of negative thing or whatever it may be. But there's no real backing or understanding as to up to what is going on. Right. Because they don't they don't live in that world that you live in. Right. So they don't understand what your perspective is what's going on and they can start you know trying to chip away well like i can do this i have time to check in with them this you know with my personal like this i have this i'm like okay and then i go ahead and i lay it out like well this is what my every single day looks like this is why i can't do those things but they always have to like they have to be that person that wants to be like you know i'm like i'm the one that you know has to kind of put my you know you know, say something to you or like level you out. Like there's always, you know what I'm saying? Like there's always that one person or a couple of them that have to like, they always have to feel like they're the ones that are offsetting everyone else kind of doing like the yes man work or, you know, cause I mean, there's been around, I've been around people, you know, people that have met, uh, been mentors of mine where, you know, they're, they're pretty straightforward. They're, they're, they're heads in the right space. They're doing all the, you know, they're, they're doing things. They're busy. Are there, you know, certain elements in their life that may be lacking at that one moment. Yeah. But I mean, like they're heading towards a certain goal and there's no, I never really felt the need to be like, Hey man, you need to start doing this just to say like, Hey, you need to start doing this, you know, just to say it like to, you know, to offset whatever praise they may be getting elsewhere. But then you get like, you know, certain people that come into your life that have for some reason have to either try to always take you down a notch or two or put input into something they know nothing really about. And like, that's another that's a whole bunch of other uh, expiration yeah. uh, dates that had to get punched as well. <laughs> well, what happened, I think another component of that is there's like this need. How do I articulate this? It's like there's a certain level of rapport that you have to have to say certain types of things in a functional way. And sometimes people will try to skip the work that comes into building that rapport and they just jump over the rapport building part and they say things 
to demonstrate a perspective of familiarity. That's one. Like, uh, well, you know, ball breaking is an example of that. You know, I do I break balls with my friends? Yeah, I do. Do I break balls with people that I'm not there yet with? No, I don't. But there are plenty of people who will throw a jab at you. And it's not because they're being mean. What they're trying, they know that ball breaking means that you're familiar. It means that you have intimacy. So they're trying to achieve that level of intimacy with the ball breaking. They're putting the cart in front of the horse. Yeah. Or and 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 the, and the context you gave, you know, criticism, pretty much. That's kind of like to summarize what you're talking about, like a criticism, a constructive criticism. Is it really constructive though, or are you just trying to look like? Are you trying to feel like we have a connection that is so strong that you can be critical? Because yeah. I don't I don't think we do. I don't think we've been through that rapport building process. I don't think you've earned the right to break my balls. I don't think you've earned the right in our relationship to express that. And you'll those people will stand out because that's typically all they do. There there is no balance. They don't yeah. say yes when they need to say yes. They don't pat you on the back when maybe you deserve one. There's no balance. They're they're defining the relationship through this criticism or teasing and joking, you know. And as men, that 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 is something that men do, and you know, in varying degrees based on the relationship. I mean, do I tease some of my friends? Yeah, but that's not all there is. And I've been around guys who like that's all they know how to communicate is yeah. just ball breaking. And I'm like, I get it, but at that point we're not going to be that close because there's so much more to a relationship than that. I mean, probably my closest friend on the earth, you know, the OG, you, you know, what I'm talking about, yeah. you know, when, when we're together, I mean, is there, is there some teasing? Oh yeah, there is, but there's also immense amounts of accountability. There's immense amounts of, of uh, constructive criticism and there's a lot of intimacy there too and there's affection and there's like support and there's caring and there's love like it, it's a it's a functional balanced relationship go figure you know balanced oh, um, <laughs> oh, oh no we're almost talking about dog training for a second but like in that relationship all the components are being fulfilled in a functional way and yeah there's going to be people who just want to take a shot at you to look like they can or to feel like they can when in reality it's like you haven't paid your dues in this relationship yet buddy <laughs> like you're you're not there and there's a difference between telling someone hey you should do this differently or there's a difference between taking someone you care about aside and be like hey man this is looking like this i'm concerned for you just think about it or hey did you think this through you know, ask the question. <laughs> yeah, there's ways you can deliver that information based on the nature of that particular relationship where it can be constructive and it can be valuable. But I think people as a whole now are just becoming increasingly dysfunctional with their interpersonal relationships in general. So, like, yeah, that's so let's say, you know, what, like, with that, right? So, going into we talked about friends. We kind of dabbled, dabbled into like the business aspect and people kind of having balanced relationships with their friends. What go so kind of going off what I was saying, like even like what you're saying there for a new dog trainer, right? Because I know you you're in this space now where you're helping new dog trainers and you're developing all of that. 
for a new dog trainer, like I'll tell you what my what my advice typically is when people ask me about like their friendships and what they should do about their relationships and um, you know their relationships are struggling because of the new business and all the other stuff that they're doing and the new responsibilities and they're not dedicating time to that. So kind of the first thing I always like asking was like, well, was there already kind of an issue in these relationships? Like, what's like, was there already kind of a problem happening now? And this is just magnifying those issues because it could just be like, you know, what the straw that broke the camel's back type of a thing. Um, but then the other thing, like, and this is kind of like more of the cold, the cold side of me is it more is kind of like, dude, like, well, shoot, man, like, what do you want? Like, do you want this business? Do you want to be successful in this business? Cause there's going to be a part and it's not the whole, it's not the whole thing. You know, people can see, you know, how I live my life pretty transparent through social media um, where you're gonna, things are going to suffer in the beginning when you're building your business, when you're building, you know, your skill, your, your craft, you're going to, people are going to be kind of not, I want to say necessarily pushed away, but they're going to kind of get left alone. Cause you're going to be so focused over there. But going to the point that you said too, is that, you know, a, a good friend will know when to give you that time and understand what you're doing and not think selfishly in the sense of like, oh, they're not being friends with me because of, you know, all this other thing, you know, putting whatever they're going to put into their brain instead of actually thinking like, oh, they're just out there hustling, building their business, doing, doing these things. A good friend should have that ability, right? Like I have, I have, you know, like I said, I have like a handful of friends that if I don't call them and if I don't text them, they don't, they know it's not because I'm not like, like we're not friends. They just know it's like, like I've, you, you said this to me before, like, Oh, Mike, just doing Mike things. Like, like, you know, just, just doing my own thing in that sense. So I'll let them know that too. Cause that especially like nowadays when people who want to get into dog training in these, in this business, and you see all these different elements that are part of business, you know, a lot of it's, it's busy. It is a tough, it can be a tough industry to one, not necessarily get into. It's easy to get into, but it's, harder to it's becoming increasingly harder to stay into and stay relevant and still continuously build and ascent and build a company to where you know like you've stressed this before to where you're not basically doing everything by yourself you're not doing you know seven days a week like all these other all these other things it takes a while to get to the point to where you're not doing everything like i, I am now with my company not at the point where like you know i'm not scraping kennels seven days a week where i'm not not taking time with my family, you know, not, not taking time with my significant other when I can have phone calls or conversations with my friends at, you know, those, those given times. But in the beginning, it wasn't like that for me in the beginning. It was, I mean, it still is throttled. I can't, I'm not gonna, I can't BS anybody on this one. It is still pretty much pedal to the floor and, you know, kind of waving as I pass by, <laughs> as I pass by doing certain things or make my laps. We know, but I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't mess. I kind of, whatever, fluff that one up. It's pretty straightforward as start who I am. But as someone who's coming into the industry or coming into any industry, really, I would, when it comes to the perspective of having a friend or having friends, I think it's a good way of weeding out a lot of the fake relationships because your core group is going to always, it's going to be there. And another thing too, since we are uh, becoming more culturally obsessed with followers, likes, interactions with people through social media, you don't need a lot of friends. You don't really, I mean, like, I think like, you know, obviously having a smaller group is a little bit easier, but I think the quality in relationships is, is better when you have smaller groups of friends as well. 
you know, it is, you do have a little more time to talk to them, interact with them, but you don't need tons of friends, contrary to what social media has uh, made us all think with the more followers and likes we get and comments we get, it makes us more valuable or whatever, you know, whatever reason it may be. But I think in real life, you know, it's, I, I've come to the conclusion, you know, over, you know, getting, going through the ups and downs, all that stuff is that, you know, it's almost less, I mean, it's, it is less is more for me, you know, less, less people to, I guess, you know, not having giant circles, having smaller circles, you know, or the people or what I call my pack, you know, is more important to focusing on that, those relationships versus like trying to get, trying to appease everybody and, you know, sacrifice the stuff, my goals in order to appease those people. Whereas if I just stick, stick going forward, you know, those people are going to come around. So I always like telling you, all my uh, people we help with that stuff is like, Hey, don't focus so much on that, that friendship stuff. You know, have the group that you have, build your, build your company, keep doing that and focus on that stuff. And, you know, everything will kind of essentially fall into line and the ones that are meant to stay around, will stay around. They'll understand that you're doing something. I don't know how you can functionally maintain tons of friendships. Yeah. Because I know the friendships I have, they require an emotional investment. Never mind a time investment. They require an emotional investment. Like you're because to me, if you're a friend, like you care about each other. Like there's care there. I care if you're doing okay. I care if you're not doing okay. And that is an emotional investment. And in order to do it properly, I mean, how the heck do you do that with tons of people? And it isn't about yeah. how often I mean, honestly, shit. I think about it like none of my closest friends live within an hour of me. Like all of my close friendships are remote at this point. And I see them when I can, I talk to them when I can. And, you know, that's in and of itself a bit of a struggle to maintain those. And it's like, you know, that's when you send those texts or you, you call, Hey, just checking in, you know, how are you? And, and, and that's sometimes all it has to be, but like to have tons, like if you can, if you think you have tons of friends, then that's where we come back to. Like, let's redefine what the word friend means. Maybe you just, it, it means something different to you. You know, I got a lot of people in the dog world in particular that I'm pretty damn cool with. I can call them up right now and say, Hey, what's going on? That doesn't mean we're friends though. Just means we're really cool. We have some type of an alliance. Maybe we're building a friendship. Maybe we're going through that process of, you know, we're cool. We help each other out with this or that. But are they like my friend? And it's not because I I, I don't want to be their friend. Maybe it's just we haven't had the time no. to invest in building that because I think it's something that needs to be built. You know, we talk about, you know, a big component of that is trust. We haven't used that word really in this conversation. Well, yeah. to me, trust is a part of friendship. And I know when I'm teaching dog owners about dogs and trust, trust doesn't come from affection. Trust come to me, trust comes from moments of of challenge, moments of difficulty, whatever that moment might be, and coming through it on the other side together. That's where trust is built. And trust is a singular component of a friendship. And that takes work. You got to go through some stuff. Maybe that means you have to share, you have to be vulnerable for a moment in whatever context. 
and then that person when that person demonstrates that they haven't taken advantage of that vulnerability trust starts to get built or you were uncomfortable with something they told you to do this you didn't want to do this because it made you really uncomfortable but you you said screw it and you did it and then it came out the way they told you now we've built trust cuz like i was uncomfortable but i did what you said and I followed you and we came out on the other side better because of it. Trust has been built incrementally. And I think trust is a huge part of that. And if you haven't gone through something with somebody and Hey, this applies to romantic relationships too. Yeah. No, I mean, everything's great in the honeymoon phase when all you're doing is screwing and partying, like screwing and partying is like how many relationships are built on that. But it's like, do you know what that person's like when they go through family problems. Do you know what that person's like when the sun isn't shining? Do you know what that person is like when they're under pressure? And then many times people don't, and then they get into various forms of commitment. And then that stuff happens and they're like, whoa, whoa, that person can't handle stress. Or, whoa, I don't like how they process that information. Oh boy, now what? Well, you know, that applies to romantic relationships. It applies, there's been many platonic, you know, friendships I've had, you know, uh, where I would might have been cool with someone. I might have almost thought we were friends for a while. And then I saw the way they handled a stressful situation. And I, you know, I know one friendship in particular. I mean, I pretty much ended it just, and this is someone I was, we were close for years. And that individual went, you know, went through some self-induced drama that they brought on themselves. And I was there to help them through that. And when the pressure got really hard, I saw them turn on other people that were in their circle and how quickly they were willing to throw people under the bus. And I was like, now they weren't doing it to me. They were doing it to other people though. And I said, whoa, yeah. I've known you for years, but I've never seen that. Why? Because I never saw them under that kind of pressure. And when I saw how they folded under immense pressure, I said, well, today you screwed those guys. Tomorrow it could be me. Yeah. You know, distance. Started putting the distance in. Like how people treat others is how they might treat you one day. If the pressure is if the pressure is strong enough and, and that's a big part of trust and that's a big part of friendships. And how can you, how can you know if you've never seen that? How deep can that friendship be? If you've never seen how they handle that type of pressure. It's very true. And that's why I let all my friends see. (laughs) Katie, what we'll, what we'll do in case like we ever get like, you know, we have people that we have to vet through the friendship thing. It's just like we just have to have them shadow us for like a street league event, and then they can see like everybody just just <laughs> like hey, they you... can see pressure. <laughs> like if you're oh. if you're if you're part of the street league team and you want to vet a friend, bring them to the 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 logistics sides of organizing a street league event. <laughs> oh my god! I remember, uh, yeah, it was last event, right? Um, met a whole bunch of new people. It was really, you know. It's a street league event. It's freaking awesome. It's fun. Um, but I was very conscious because some of these individuals, especially that those who were through the media tent um, that I didn't know previously, had no rapport with, 
you know, I, I had, I had to be very deliberate about letting people know, listen, when I'm not on camera or when I'm not, when I'm not mic'd up, don't be offended if I don't talk to you or, or don't be offended if I'm given one word answers. Like you do realize my job is to talk for eight freaking hours nonstop. So like <laughs> when I'm not on mic, I don't want to talk like, and I'm a chatty mofo. Anyone who knows me knows yeah. like, mm. when I'm at, when I'm working an event, I, 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 I can't talk. Like I need to sit for 10 minutes and not talk. So I had to tell some folks that I was just meeting and, and I thought they were cool. It's like, Hey, don't be offended. But you know, got a lot of pressure here and I might just be, I might be a little bit quiet for a little bit. I'll, I'll get with you later. I promise. But like, leave me, <laughs> leave me alone for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Street why, league event will weed them out. That's why I used to, that's why I would go run and hide in the trailer. For like five minutes. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, shoot, freaking, we got to wrap this one up. All right, brother. So, episode 38. 38. Where can it be? So, I know we're, I want to bring this up again. Again, I know, are you, are we almost complete in this mentorship uh, program, this thing you're doing with the? No, I'm still working one on one. Right. So okay, the long-term well, well. goal is to create an actual like hive, a hub, a group coaching program for dog trainers to help them out with all these different aspects. Um, that's, it's going to be a while. So in the meantime, what that means is like, actually now's the time to get with me yeah. simply because you're going to get one-on-one -on -one attention. Cause I won't do anything group related. I won't build courses. I won't build programs until I have worked extensively with people one-on-one because -on -one, that's where you learn. That's where you build your teaching on these content areas. So right now is the time to get with me. Um, if you're a trainer and if you're new and you want to make sure you don't build all these bad habits and you want to create a functional business, boom, get with me. If you're old and salty and you're just tired of being salty, you know, you could benefit too because we're going to change some things. Yep. Um, little tweaks have big results. Uh, so definitely don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, and we'll see what we can do for you as in terms of dog training and the way to get in touch with me as always the, the best, easiest way is Instagram. If you're on Instagram at KD Matthews at one T, um, you can also hit me up at through my website, contact page, Socratic canine canine is spelled out. I don't do the K in the nine. <laughs> so I was gonna make a joke about, you know, do the, the, the K and the nine, the dogs that do all the bites, right? It's like, I forgot someone asked me that they're like. Why did you spell it out? You know, can I? And I was like, oh, I was like trying to, I think I was just trying to be a smart ass. I was like, oh, because my dog doesn't wear tactical equipment. They don't do bias. <laughs> they, must, they must have caught me like before coffee or just like when I was just so mentally just drained. I, I had to just say a smart ass remark. But, but anyways, uh, good talking to you as always, brother. And a huge shout out to our sponsor, uh, Ray Allen Manufacturing, uh, rayallen.com forward slash K9SL. Make sure you use the Primal 10 code for a discount uh they have pretty much they have everything you need for dog training there's a lot of different stuff going on on i, I mean beyond dog training i mean there's people stuff on there dog they have stuff. everything pet dog yeah. stuff too got it i always like to interrupt you there and say it's not just working dog yep. stuff like if you got a dog they got stuff for you that's 100 perfectly said on there and again guys if you guys can if you guys like the podcast, make sure you guys are sharing this with your friends. Comment with some, we're looking at the comments as well. 
um, to make sure that we can address certain topics you guys may have or any questions you guys may have. Uh, we want to engage with you guys on YouTube as well with that. You can always catch us on wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Spotify and Apple podcasts seem to be the major ones right now. We're also on RSS and a few others too. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, but yeah, brother, you have a good day. You too, man. Thank you. Good and stuff. Thank today. you all. Yeah.